Yo, 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 what up, what up, good morning, good morning, GM, GM, Thursday, September 21st, 2023, look at that, another beautiful day to have a beautiful day, I think, is today the first day of, of fall, or is it tomorrow, the summer end on September 21st or 22nd, oh, you muted man up. It's 22nd. I think I read 22nd on your, on your lips, though. Is that what you said? I thought it was today. I thought it was today. It's today, right? It's 21st, right? It so is that, like it the equinox. This is one of the... Equinox, right? Is it the equinox? No, I think it's yeah. summer, yeah, summer solstice. Summer, the, summer solstice. Solstice. So, oh, it's 23rd this year that it ends. All right, we got two more days of summer, I guess, officially. So, it's still on-chain summer for two days. And then two days, it's no longer on-chain summer. It's going to be, uh, what do we think it's going to be? Let me, oh, did everybody just get, you guys all got booted off stage just now. <laughs> Rug Radio, Mando, and, and and everyone. Sorry, I don't know. I just did that. But anyways, um, yeah, I guess two more days of on-chain summer. Two more days of uh, whatever, some redacted, you know, so your bank summer until, uh, you know, something fall happens. And what, what what's coming in a fall? Like, what are we naming this fall? <laughs> Survival. Just, yeah, yeah. Just the fall. The fall. Oh. <laughs> please no. My bags. Honestly, please no. I was going to make a fall joke as well. I was like, yeah, maybe not. You know, I don't want to call that. But yeah, the fall. <laughs> oh, oh, 95% fall? Nine, no, no. <laughs> we're, we're long right now. Okay, don't not say that right now. Oh, we did, I did say we have two more days of summer, so it's okay. Make sure we close those before, before the 23rd, right? <laughs> There's going to be something fall. But anyways, I got my co-host in the house. I know Ovi is flying again. Ovi's always flying. I feel like I've traveled more than him this month, but he's been, I managed to fly more than me, which is wild. Uh, so <laughs> he's going to be flying for next day. But but we do have we do have plan B over here. We have Canary, Canary Labs has like this like long road of plans, right? You know, Mando's not near. It's going to be another one, right? It's, be, it's, Canary's just, like, it's just plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I'm just going to run down the red guy. I feel like I'm just the bench warmer for everyone here. Like I'm the I am plan B C D E F G H. It's so funny. We do we do we do definitely no yeah, I feel like I guess like A B C would be O V Locks and I. Uh you know, I think I think I would say Mika's still D for now and you would come in in, in position, you know, E, I think for now, Callie. How's that feel? I, lo- I appreciate you taking that actually, uh, and taking like a champ, you know. But uh, today's a heavy macro day, which is probably why you're here. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, to end the show today, today, today's a top four because we do have a guest on Veil.art coming at the end with Dave Krugman for a quick little 10 minute segment. So, it should be uh, a good one. Remember to get on a phone call with them, I think, uh, a couple of weeks or a month ago uh, about what they were dropping. So, it's actually pretty cool. But, anyways, uh, top four of the market, the Fed. Fed spooks the Marcus. I'll let uh, Mando and Kelly take that on for sure. Then 95% of NFC, NFTs are zero. I mean, the, there we go. Here we go again. Four, four. Like all the articles coming in strong. God. We, I think we got ripped by a few of them uh, over the last few days. So listen, the entire market is a zero, uh, apparently. I mean, 95% does add up, but we'll talk about that later. Frentech. Frentech competitors on the rise. Oh, that's probably why my, my shares are, my keys are down like almost by half, right? Like that's totally why. That's the excuse. So, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. So Frentech competitors, again, competitors, everybody trying to copy uh, something that seems to work. But we'll see what, um, what what happens. And last but not least, Dali 3 launches. So some cool stuff to talk about today. And without further ado, Mando, 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 why don't you get us started with the first topic and what is going on in this market? Man, the Fed really did a number on everyone yesterday. Um, it was feeling a little bit heavy going into it. Uh, and then volatile during the press conference. But then the the takeaway seems to be that they are going to keep rates uh, higher for longer, which is kind of what we thought. But they did indicate they might even raise rates one more time. Now, the market's like only 50% believing them right now. I think that it's like a, still a 50-50 bet that the market is predicting that rates are going to increase. But... Um, but yeah, it, it was more hawkish than I think even predict, people predicted. And now you're just seeing like multi-decade highs again in bond yields. We're at the highs from about 2007, 2006 in some cases. So really, really um, high bond yields. Stocks have not liked that um, overnight and yesterday. They were already on a downward trend. They've been down for a few weeks, but they really did um, puke yesterday. And they've opened up week again today, I think down about 1%. Um 
I, I was a little bit surprised at how badly we reacted given how hawkish everyone was already going into it. Like positioning was was kind of set up for this. Um, you know, strong strong dollar, uh, yield selling off, stocks being weak. I mean, everyone was kind of positioned that way for a few weeks. Um, but yeah, it's definitely definitely still spooked the markets. And crypto was holding up okay up until about this morning. And then people started throwing in the towel a little bit as, as she started uh, dipping even further lower. Um, so Bitcoin's still hanging out around the support level, which is like 26,600. Um, ETH has kind of breached 1,600. It's now 1,585 roughly. Um, so yeah, weekday, probably about down about two or three percent, and Bitcoin has been outperforming. There were some there were some stories there that the Mt. Gox um repayments, they they are gonna actually be at the end of this year, or they, they could potentially start at the end of this year. They were the end date was delayed until next year, but they could begin this year. And I think the, the rumor was yesterday that the whole thing was gonna be delayed till next year, and now it feels as though that may come slightly sooner, which may be caused people to, to feel a little bit weaker about um, upcoming supply and some of these things. But, um, yeah, not, not a pretty day across all markets. What do you think, Ali? What do you think? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, why sell now? I don't really get it. Like, especially in ETH. Like, I don't understand the, the big sell pressure there. Like, it feels weird. But um, on the Fed, it's just like, I think people think that they are confused. The Fed is confused. Like if it's, if it's, they're saying it's a soft landing. If it's a soft landing, they don't need to drop interest rates again. But in, inflation is still high. They're worried about oil. So maybe they need to put up rates again. I think that was the takeaway is that like, everyone's just like the Fed has no idea what it's doing. <laughs> and that's like yeah, was, not ideal. Yeah, I would agree. It was a confusing narrative. And even the markets, like even though they said they might raise it, raise rates again, the market hasn't really fully believed them um, because of how confusing it is. And, and inflation had been coming down, right? Inflation had been coming down across the board. The only real risk here has been oil, uh, which is creeping back up again. But then raising rates to fight oil just seems like a losing battle. But um, yeah, totally. yeah, I think this whole thing has been a losing battle, though. This whole thing has been supply side inflation, or some of it from COVID, etc. COVID, shipping prices, all of this stuff goes into inflation and you don't really temper that with interest rates. Um, yeah. But it's a good if point. If only Manda ran the Fed. I know. The meeting's today, right? Because this time, usually it's Tuesday, Wednesday, but this time around, you guys were talking about how it was actually Wednesday, Thursday. So no, the no, meeting. No, no, Normally it's Wednesday, Thursday. To this week it was. That was it. This that was the press God. conference yesterday. Um, and he was particularly. But the actual statement wasn't that hawkish. But the um, but the press conference was Goldman have come out and said they don't think he's going to raise rates again, um, and we're obviously going into an election year. He's probably uh, it's it's a more difficult period often to raise rates under a lot of pressure to do it, um, particularly because things like shelter inflation have been coming down so aggressively. Um, mm. It seems maybe a bit much to do that, but yeah, markets did not like it. Particularly t tech had been wobbling a little bit for a few weeks. Things like NVIDIA we spoke about yesterday, um, that kind of breach below some of its moving averages and, and all these technical sellers started coming in. So slightly weaker period. What I would say is that gold held up pretty well as to, and the dollar's obviously rising even in that scenario. And so the idea of that's kind of what we're seeing in crypto as well. The digital gold version, Bitcoin is holding up much better than yeah. let's say the digital utility token or digital stock-like token, which is which is ETH. Um, so it does feel like Bitcoin outperformance could be um, a bit of a medium-term trend here if if the markets are well, the stock market remains spooked, but people still want to have inflation hedges. All right. Well, I guess we'll see what that goes. The next Fed meeting uh, scheduled for October thirty-first and November first. Halloween. So Halloween. Yeah. That does not bode well. Uh, stop it, Cali. <laughs> It's the fall thing, and it's in. It's during the fall. I'm so, a pair of canary lives. Uh, you are. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I do yeah. think the canary lives doesn't does need one bear, especially with two giga perma giga ultra bulls. So it's. Uh, I guess it's not that bad. It's a little. I'm cynicism. like a pathetic bear. I put a bear thesis out there, and then these two guys should trample all over me, and then I'm like a reluctant bull. I love that. That's so I funny. So we'll see. We'll see if I'm not mistaken. Why so? Why would you? 
I know, but that's not my fault. Everyone's that FTX, you've gone through Luna, you've gone through um, 3AC. Fucking not me, you as in the market. Grayscale. Like, I, 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 I know, the whole market's gone through that. And now you're going to sell. And stock market's up this year. Like, I just, it, just, it perplexes me that people think we're going to go close to like the FTX lows of the year. That, I, I think, I mean, maybe I'm going to be wrong here, but I think the local lows are definitely in for, for Bitcoin. Um, but who knows? I'll take that. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. 95% fall. Honestly, I thought one bullish tweet yesterday, which was which was to do the idea that I thought we could decouple from macro here, just particularly in Bitcoin, because um, so many uh, so many uh, short-term sellers have like capitulated over the last few weeks, and I think 80 or 85% of all Bitcoin now is in long-term holders' hands, at the highest ever. Put out one bullish tweet, and you just get attacked. Like, oh no, you're an idiot. We're going like 30, 40% lower. Like, the world's about to end. Um, I know, it's crazy. Yeah. Don't bull I mean, if anything, well, if anything I'm. Yeah, don't Somebody's I mean, got to fly that flag. I'm on like the bull post right now. You're like the uh, the person on the front of Le Miserable, uh like poster with that flag, just flying the flag <laughs> for the Bitcoin bulls. <laughs> so funny. Someone, I... Somebody's got to make that. Somebody's got to make Someone... that. Yeah, someone's gonna make that. Someone's gonna do it, right? Someone, someone's gonna be that person, right? Um, we try, we try a lot. It's 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 tough, but you know, I think the other thing to keep in mind is also October is gonna have the second deadline for DTS, right? Which obviously we're something is gonna be pushed wow. again, and so this could get pushed. Remember, the government, the US yeah, government, gonna might shut down in the next week. Um, there's a lot of talk about it about to get pushed. shut down, and that would mean the SEC shuts down. So there could be a, Wait, like a technical. Wait, what? Wait. They need to get like funding to keep the U.S. government open um, at the moment. It's it's a joke. It's like another debt ceiling thing. But and it looks highly highly likely that the U.S. government is going to shut down, as in like government functions. Are what do you mean down. the government shut down? Like the government shuts down? There's no more government. A lot Basically, of yeah. different departments will shut down. Yeah. Um, okay. And that you need the House well, Republicans. The House um, Republicans and Democrats to come to some sort of agreement over it. And it looks unlikely that they will, because there's also a split with inside the Republican Party. And if that happens, the SEC is shut down. So they will they will come up with some excuse while they can push back the, uh, the review well, of the If ETS. they're shut down, though, you could argue the glass half full is that they can't fuck with us. The same way they're going to – we knew they were going to push the DS, But if they're shut down, they can't really yeah. do the negative. Yeah, that's true. I, mean, I think some people I thought like they that. might get approved next month. Some people thought they might get approved. I, 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 oh yeah. I mean, we, we saw this chart, right? It was like 75% in the year and then 95% of next year. And, and the next, and the next, uh, and the next one is, uh, after this wave, it's going to be the third deadline, which is, um, there's one of them on 11, 11, but the rest of them are all January 15th, it's 14, 15, 17. And then we finally deadline is March. So even when you zoom out, March is not that far. Like you're going to blink and then you're going to be in March. Classic. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as I feel like as soon as <laughs> like, like, it's always like that though. Time just flies. But anyways, right. It's always like that. And then you're going to blink again and the ETH is 5K. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and then again. Would. You see this? You would think it's like 170K. My girl. My ETH? girl. Yo, that's, that's my girl, right? That she, that's ETH or Bitcoin? ETH. ETH. <laughs> yeah, that's my dog right now. Hold on. Let me calculate my bag if it was 170K. Just so I can dream for a second. Okay. So I have two ETH total in my ledger. She thinks, the she thinks she, like it's going to go to 170 million, 170 trillion dollar market cap. Okay, chill. ETH. No, ETH. Okay. no metaverse. Yeah. I think she says the metaverse, and then they backed it out. That that's what the ETH. Yeah, she says was. some wild shit, but you know what? That's my girl. Like I'll, I'll support that. I love so it. yeah, you need I'm, dreamers I'm, in these I'm, in technological pursuits. You got to have dreamers. In the words of Kanye West. Aim for the stars, so if you fall, you land on a cloud. Nice. Charlie, you're not allowed to fuck Kanye West anymore. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's a big Kanye guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm playing with you. But anyways, top, second topic of the day. I mean, is that are you guys good with the market roundup, whatnot? Like, I think, I think that's. Yeah, everyone that's just it. feels a bit crap today. That's basically yeah. it. I think, I think, um, I think. I bought some, as you know. Hashtag yeah, fintech. I saw that in your fintech uh, chat. And <laughs> I 
Uh, I think Bitcoin outperforms ETH. So if you own ETH, which I'm sure everyone does, it could be a little bit tougher, I think, over the next few weeks. That makes sense. It looks much weaker. But anyways, uh, topic topic number two. It's actually uh, four. More NFT headlines. You know, 95% of NFTs apparently are almost at zero. So the headline just goes straight to the point. It says, remember when NFTs sold for millions of dollars? 95% of the digital collectibles are now probably worthless. Uh, of course, a few months ago when I would see uh, this kind of headlines, I'd be like, well, not really. They're not accurate. But then I opened DGEN's finance. Um I realized they're not that wrong uh, because the 5% that we're going to name, oh, but the Fidanza's are 100K, but the Pongs are still 83, 4K, the Apes are still 40 plus K, uh, but it's true that the rest of the market is not, uh, is not performing uh, that well. Just ironic when you compare articles from then and now, like remember that someone made a tweet about the Rolling Stone article uh, from then saying the Board APR Club is like some massive thing is going to crush it and now like NFTs are absolutely dead. So I think it's ironic to see uh, to see the articles, but hey, this is how Web two media makes their money. Okay, it's by taking the uh, you know following the trend and also very often uh, having headlines that make people get angry, so we can talk about it. This is a cool picture of Times Square, though. So, anyways, they're saying most NFTs may not be worthless. Less than two years after a bull run in the digital collectibles, a new study indicated that ninety five percent of over seventy three thousand NFT collections had a market cap of zero. Out of the top collections, the most common prices for an NFT is now five to ten dollar. My question to both of you, beyond you know what your thoughts are, is shouldn't most NFT in the first place be priced just as five to ten dollars based on what they actually provide? Like, do we need more? I think something we talked about on stage, like consensus. Remember, Ovi, yourself, myself, uh, Mando, and we're like, look, like, our NFTs aren't that expensive, and they get your access to X, Y, and Z during the year. Should they be even $30,000 floor? Right? So it's just, uh, you know, my question to you guys is, are they, is this, is the market down bad, or is the market actually starting to finally be priced according to what it should be priced? I think it's a bit of both. I think part of it is that, yeah, NFTs, by nature, we've all been saying, like, it's the technology will survive. You're going to see hundreds, like millions, billions of NFTs, um, which are just worth nothing because they are just, um, they perform a function rather than being some sort of collectible. Uh, and I think you'll see you'll see lots and lots of that. Uh, and I also think, yeah, obviously stuff came down. I I think it's it's too easy to just, like, dismiss this as, like, oh, this is just a fight article, though. I mean, if you go to DGNs, you can see the market cap of, of NFTs since the start mm-hmm. of the year. Um, I think we started the year about six and a half billion. By Q1, when Blur was going on, I think we peaked around nearly 10 billion. So we're actually up in Q1. I think most of that was the rise in ETH over that period. And now, even with ETH up 30% or 35% year to date, uh, NFTs are at four and a half billion. So we are down about 50% just in NFTs, and that's um, and then ETH, that's with ETH or up mm. actually over that period. So it's it's been a really really horrific year, I think, for value being created in the NFT space. You can't just like dodge that. But I, I don't think it's maybe surprising, right? Like maybe yeah, ninety five percent of stuff was meant to go to zero. I think everyone kind of agreed on that. Even during the bull runs, you were just hoping that yours was the thing that didn't. Yeah. I remember Gary V saying that every other day. <laughs> you know, I, I, Does that, anyone disagreeing I, with him? That's what um, I always felt. He always says that I was so right. I was like, no, I don't think people were actually thought everything was going to be worth hundreds of, like, millions and millions and millions. What I do think people thought was that they hoped their thing would be the thing that survived. You know, mm. everyone knew they were, they, they were taking these bets, uh, I think. Yeah. Um, that, you know, it stuff collectibles aren't easy just to create out of thin air you know so um I, uh, the other th- and yeah go on kelly other, what do you think? yeah the other thing is i which is interesting is that this that stat was actually true even in the bull market in that like so many people created shitty fake um scammy pointless uh whatever 
collections on OpenSea which remained unsold and were worthless. Even in the peak of the bull market, something like 80 to 85% of NFTs had never sold because people minted, people created them and tried to sell them and they didn't work. So it's not not that much of a of a move from the previous state, even in like the bull market. But I think even if you isolate the top collections, as Mando said, it's still been a tough year for value creation. Um, the headlines, obviously, like clickbait, top of collections are, are down a lot. But um, and I agree, with, I agree with both you guys in that, like, this is just the evolution of the market, and people took that risk. Uh, and hoped that their thing would be the thing that would survive it. Some did, some didn't. Um, and now we're kind of entering that phase where it's more about like sustainable value creation rather than I buy this at hundred grand. Hopefully it's going to 200 grand. We'll never know uh, because Disney are going to make a cartoon and or whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's pretty hard to argue with the, the sentiment, but it's like a bit misleading and it's like use of stats, I think, but uh, I mean, it's, it's, definitely been been, it's definitely been tough. <laughs> I mean, they love using the same examples over and over again. Like they love using Steph Curry. They love using Snoop Dogg. But this is actually, you know what, this Dap Gamble. So they basically that article. So the articles are always like clickbait. But when you click on the article and what they're sourcing, it's actually this um, this Dap Gamble um, mm. report. That's what I've been sharing on the screen now. Yeah, you guys can, yeah, you guys can see it. And actually, it talks about the current state of the NFT market. And so they really went deep um, into that. So it's like the statistics effect. So this is this thing. It's like, the, the statistic effectively means that 95% of people holding NFT collections are currently holding on to worthless investments. Having looked into the, those figures, we would estimate that 95% uh, to include over 23 million people who invest whose investments are now uh, worthless. And they talk about an ownership percentage of currency of current NFT collections. So number of partially and fully owned NFTs. So you have a bunch of those. And then you have another uh, one on more than 1,600 top NFTs listed are dead. Number of NFTs per floor price. So it's, uh, look, I think it's a stat that makes a lot of sense. And I think we all usually tend to agree when we talk about how we need the, you know, the broader market to recover before we see any sort of uh, comeback. Like, unless you're in a raging bull, like, I don't see it all is these crazy. It is crazy. Like every month or every couple of weeks, I'll go through and I'll just like um, clean up the DJs. We always add new projects, but we we'll often like get rid. We'll get rid of old projects. Oh, okay. And it is crazy how many projects I'm just getting rid of all the time. Just like projects wow. you've heard of, just like they're now worth 0 0.01 or 0 0.02, and it's mm -hmm. like they're just not relevant anymore. Like no one's no one's looking at them, and, and the amount of money those raised, it always kind of slightly infuriates me like if you do it by um yeah it's, it's just it is it is nuts i get it i i, I definitely we feel don't have to name and shame any of them but like it, it's <laughs> not really a name and shaming thing it's like a market thing like it's just cr right. crazy how many it's... um how many projects i'm just like clearing out that we all remember from the bull market yeah i mean it's absolutely crazy but look i i don't think you know this was the first nft bull right I, think I was about to say the exact same thing. Like this happened when railroads were invented. This happened when any technology, new technology is invented. Like it's a combination of available capital and over enthusiasm about the future impact of the, of a certain technology stuff always goes crazy. And then, and then it goes through like a kind of disillusionment slash bottom of the, of the Valley phase. And then it comes back to be something useful. And I think we will see that. Yeah, but they don't see also when you do these NFT stats is that all the NFT MFers now trading Frentech. So you could argue out of the NFT people, their money is being used on Frentech. How much of them, those millions of volume is attributed to NFT people or shit coins and stuff. So obviously like I've even seen my personal behavior shifted towards meme coins, shit coins for a very long time at some point and then towards some Frentech. And obviously I'm not buying NFTs or if I'm buying NFTs, I'm looking maybe one day to add them to the punk or like to add some stuff. But short term, it's like, I'm like, what can I do with that 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 ETH versus like holding the ETH versus trying to, you know, um, versus trying to, you know, go into other investments and whatnot. So it's normal. I don't think it's, uh, I think it's pretty much expected and, there's definitely going to be a lot more pain or such like crab or like, you know, sort of like that impatience feeling in the NFT yeah. market. You know, it's going to be frustrating when for a lot of people in, that were deeper NFTs, when Bitcoin and crypto in general starts rallying, 
perhaps Q1 of 2024. Maybe I'm wrong, or maybe Q2, Q3, and then you see that not all your NFTs are rallying. It's gonna, we're gonna get to that too. I don't, I think NFT pain, when you think just NFT market, we're still in for a little bit in terms of like, we need that. crypto to reverse first. We need, we crypto. really we need, need those to be, uh, to be change. But speaking of Frentech, we should go on to the next topic, which is what's been going on in Frentech. Okay. Um, and as you said, everything's down like 50%. Um, it is, uh, it is part of that three, three narrative coming out, but then there was quite a lot of fud of, of uh, overnight. There was, um, there was one tweet or whatever post by OX, not going to make it, um, pointing out the security flaws of, um, Frentech. There was a recent hack on balancer on their, uh, DNS hack on their front end. Um, and he's basically saying if that was to happen to Frentech, uh, it could be really bad. Um, they can basically take control of your accounts. Uh, and, and remember, they you set up your they set up their own wallet, so it's kind of similar to like a Discord bot or a or a Telegram bot, um, where they have the private keys. So um, it can be just be aware of that. Like maybe you don't have your life savings on your Frentech account. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, should we be taking some off? Like, because I, I made a considerable amount of money on the fees, right? Like, should you be like out of precaution? Well, unless something? you're going to do 3-3. Three, three. Well, you do 3-3 three, three with the entirety of your fees? You've spent 100% uh, on 3-3? Three, three? I think I spent the majority of it at the time, yeah. But obviously, I didn't. I, I've, got, I've got fees now. But um, the... Yeah, I think just be aware of it. Like, it's like a, it's like the Unibot or Banana Bot or, I mean, we just saw one that the Nunbot got hacked, right? Like these things <laughs> are their own private keys. So you have to be careful about putting lots and lots of, because um, people will actively be trying to come for it. So that was one. Yeah. Second thing is there are, there are a number of different competitors coming out. I think Hunter, Hunter Soler, he put out a good tweet today. Uh, maybe you should bring up him. Him? Okay, let me see. Um, Hunter, yeah. I think he did a good one of all the different competitors which are coming out. Uh, Rentech, here we go. Yeah, there we go. So there's one on Bitcoin. Wow. Um, I'm sure no one's using. There's one on Solana. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. There are competitors, and people are saying, particularly this this third one, this post tech on Arbitrum, which is a mixture between like Twitter and Frentech. Um, earn points by posting on their platform, tagging them on X, inviting friends, trading or holding shares, and then you get paid a proportion of like 100k per, per week. But what you're seeing here is is a tax on the model. Um, we've seen a couple of these like already fail before. Um, my view is it's a little bit early to like vampire attack it. I think people recognize that it's beneficial for everyone to be kind of on the same platform. So it's almost like doing a threads, you know, like unless it gets critical mass of people going, no one really wants to go. But what I do think is that this could force the hand of Frentech to reduce the fees. Like suddenly it's, if it becomes a more competitive landscape and you produce a pretty similar sort of vampire to Frentech, I think these, this 10% fees in and out is going to be, it's going to be challenged. So it'll be interesting to see if they keep that up. Um, mm. In, uh, I think the one thing the they have going for them is that like the private chats are good in terms of it's way less spammable than like a feed. Like um, the, a lot of the other ones are more feed based, which just like you don't want that. Spam. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, if it kind of reduces fees, then I think that's great for users. Um, it's great what for percentage? What percentage? For users or traders? Both. Both. If we're paying less, if anybody's this paying less, fees, this starts all over again. Blur came in, open sea lowered fees, NFTs went to zero. I think that you need to have royalties. The only reason people are royalties, on this platform, yes, and this is no. such a perfect example of why royalties were the fucking the the technological innovation here, is that in, people are incentive driven. Like the, if you take away the incentives to actually use the platform, the actual content, the value bit of it, um, and you just turn it into another altcoin trading house then there's no real value of the product. So, um, or at least there's no incentive to keep that value of the product. And that's why uh, I think NFTs are in a tough spot. Um, but yeah, I think I think they need to keep the creative fee. 
or at least yeah. you're if they're going to reduce it proportionally make it less on the creator fee yeah because if if you remove the creator fee then creators obviously have less of an incentive to like being on there on both ways on the buy and the sell side and then maybe let's be honest like a lot of it's driven by monetary value right a lot of people spend time on there because they're making bank right <laughs> like i think a lot of people wouldn't be on it on this because if you want to not make money you might as well be on twitter uh, or x so it's gonna be interesting i do agree with you though kelly like if you're gonna if you if if you're gonna be if you're gonna be like copy pasting twitter and just creating a feed then there's absolutely no point no price pool thing i don't get it on bitcoin question like shrimp i mean the bitcoin one i also agree with you Mando, because like I mean, aren't like fees even more important and expensive on, on Bitcoin? So that's that. I could see a Solana clone or Arbitrum clone sort of like pick up, you know, because it's Ethereum L2s and it's kind of like that's Bitcoin how projects are based. Bitcoin yeah. fees are lower. They were only, they were yeah. only briefly high during that Ordinals period, but Probably. Ordinals has, has, has largely decreased. So Bitcoin fees are, are much lower. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. The thing is like, I'm, I would be wary if you're in the audience, like putting, like if they, if a competitor comes with a coin right away, stay away. Because that means that they're using their token in order to drive mass value to it right away, to lure you into it. And therefore, the whole platform's success will depend on that token. So it's going to go to zero eventually. I think the dangling the carrot thing is what's worked very early from Frentech, which, by the way, tomorrow's like, you know, points day again and everything. So there's that. So, you know, I I, I got wrong. Remember, it was like, what, well, the shares thing, whatever, a few weeks ago, they had a shit coin. It was tied to, I was like, oh, Frentech competitor narrative. People were fighting Frentech. Let me just buy something to see if it works. No, it was in zero within six hours or 12 hours. I don't even know, but I, I definitely lost, I, I definitely lost all my money within that day and whatever, right? But it, it, I would I would be care, be wary of him. Obviously, be curious, but definitely be wary of competitors because everybody thinks they can come and redo it, and like it doesn't mean they're gonna make it happen. You know what's funny? Speaking of that, like I was thinking so deeply last night, and we can maybe um uh maybe we can riff about it another time. But I saw like all these the the chatter about PFPs and their floors and whatnot. It made me kind of like chuckle because I was like everybody thought they could build the board at your club, and looking back at it, absolutely nobody copied the board at Yacht Club. Like, a lot of people, even in chats, were like, yo, a Gordon guy and Gordon, like, those guys, they built, I can build a board at Yacht Club. I can build a PFP company. At the end of the day, there's nothing. Uh, aside, <laughs> aside from Luca, that's killing it, and the ones that we talk about often, but there's not much substance. All the PFP collections that I thought that were they're going to be the next board at Yacht Club don't, aren't even close, and will never become that. So anyways, my take on the front tech stuff. I don't know if you guys have anything to add before I go on to Dali, because that's you you know your Dali stuff, man. What's happening on the AI front? Yeah, so Dali <laughs> three is out. Dali three is out. And this is um remember everyone was went nuts for Dali two. We've also mm -hmm. had stable diffusion, which had another upgrade recently, but Dali three is gonna be a mixture between basically this is obviously by OpenAI. This is the company that's also behind um chat gpt and it's basically going to give you a allow you to do kind of chat gpt style prompts um or image creation so i haven't i've yet to use it um but this this feels like it could be a very big upgrade if they are allowing people to um i think the the big upgrade for for uh, chat gpt is its ability to understand perhaps the concept you're, that you're trying to get across um, far better than other um, LLMs have before. Like you, you can give it a prompt, and it really does kind of get to the heart of what you're trying to say. And I think that's the um, that's maybe a big step forward for for Dali um, and for generative art in, in general. So I think it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting to see that. This this obviously one by OpenAI and Stable Diffusion seem to be the, the, the top two. Stable Diffusion, interestingly, had been, I think most people were using that more than Dali recently, just because the quality had been better. Um, when you speak to um, AI artists, I think a lot of them were using Stable Diffusion, but maybe this this now um, means people shift back towards Dali. Yeah, interesting. It's true. Most people around us at some point, it was, Dali was the big thing. I remember everyone was like trying to use Dali or try to get into the to the it was like gated at first right 
it'll get accepted and everything. And then they went to stable yeah. diffusion. But it says here, OpenAI's DALI 3 is an art generated powered by ChatGPT. OpenAI has launched DALI 3, which uses ChatGPT to take the pain out of prompting. Now you can modify artwork by simply talking to the chatbot. Have you guys created any art using using DALI at all? I, I've never actually tried. I used Midjourney. Which is like a Discord-based similar thing. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is better that it's like web-based and it's functional with ChatGPT. It's much more easier to use, et cetera, et cetera. I, it's cool. It's novel. But for like, I don't, a lot of these, uh, I struggle to find like very clear use cases. But maybe that's because I'm not in kind of art or graphics design or generating images or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. It's like, and I think you saw this with OpenAI and that the interest massively spiked. And since that initial spike, it's basically tailed off. Like everyone used it in that first couple of weeks to create a poem in the style of like Snoop Dogg mixed with Charles Dickens. And like, it was really fun. And then you send it to your mom and dad and all this stuff. And then since then, I've not really, it, like I've not used it as much, but also total usage and total interest and amount it's been Googled and every metric you could think of has basically been dwindling lower. It's kind of like a shitcoin chart, but something, <laughs> something different. Um, He's actually right. Maybe this might be the same. I don't know. But um, I guess it's fun. I guess it's fun. I like that. I, I never <laughs> really see. I tried it two, three times. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But I don't know. This is like, for now, Google. So I think do increasingly, increasingly people are using the tech but they're using it in their own applications. So like you're, you're going to start using this sort of, these sort of models without realizing you're using it rather than just going onto their website. It's like, right, it's going to be integrated into this app yeah, or yeah. this, Photoshop this app. Like we did, Google's, we did yeah. that. Yeah. So we yeah. did that so with the creator. So although usage has gone down by those metrics, yeah. other metrics say it's gone up massively because it's now been put in a bunch of different applications that may, mean that you just use it, but you're using it seamlessly. Like if you yeah, Google it, that makes sense. Right now, I, we, we, often gives you a, does it give you a, mine has like a chat GPT thing. And whenever I'm on, um, when I'm using Google docs now, it does stuff like that. You're just using this sort of stuff now. You didn't realize you were using it rather than having to I log only, on to the chat, the chat GPT website to use it. I only use Ask Jeeves. It's, it's probably going to be like, <laughs> I don't use Google. Uh, you actually I, not I, use Google. I interned there and I had a bad experience. Oh, so you don't oh, use really? Google because you interned there and had a bad experience? No, I just Tell us it, it. it's an evil company. But oh, they should oh, definitely oh. maybe... Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> well, I, I know we got to go to Unveil Art and Dave Cookman in a you, second. Gally? What do they do to you? No, what, I, what did they do to I don't you? think people understand the, the, um, like how the Google model works in terms of monetizing people's like attention and eyeballs and search results and stuff like that fully. Mm, but if they want to sponsor the show and write their wrongs, then that's fine. Ah, yes! <laughs> Let's go! I love that. I love that. That's That was so good. Yes, Google or Alphabet, if you want to sponsor the show, probably will like you again. All right, so 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 do something and uh, <laughs> and, and and figure it out on that front. But yeah, look, we'll see the advancements of, uh, of AI and whatnot. I just, I just love seeing uh, <laughs> default Cal's opinions are his own and not of the show's note. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna Opinions get like a, a ticker that goes below it for every single time he speaks. Oh, I, I, I'm good now. Look, my bio says opinions are my own now. Where do you see it? Opinions are my own. My, my bio the says this. West. <laughs> yeah, Metaversal just tweeted. Metaversal just replied. Google, please sponsor. <laughs> uh, when we asked Jad GPT or Bard how to get a sponsorship from Google for the morning show, you know, like, hey, Bard, tell me, how do I get sponsored by Google for the morning show? And, uh, and we'll see, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens on that front. So maybe, hey, you know, shoot your shot, shoot your shot. But anyways, exactly. we'd have some guests. Well, exactly, shoot your shot. You know, we'll see what happens. Anyways, we'd have some guests today uh, for, for the end of this show. Uh, some friends of ours, Unveil.art. And of course, I mean, come on, Dave Krugman. Dave, good morning. How are you doing today? Hey, Farouk. Good morning, man. How are you doing? Yo, 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 yo. What's up, y'all? Yeah, not too bad. I'm very good. Thanks for uh, for this opportunity. And um, uh, yeah, let me let me just uh, take it from here and explain a little bit why we got on your 
show. And uh, and thanks of all, thank you for for organizing this and and doing what you do. So um, Unveil is really a, a platform that seeks to democratize the art photography industry, and with that, I mean fine art. So. Uh, basically, what we see in the art industry, which is quite an established world, first of all, most artists really can't make a living selling their work. So this was our first problem. How do we solve this and how do we get, give the, the talent that does need to have some sort of voice and some sort of foundation to get seen? How do we give them that? The second thing is we believe there's a new generation of collectors that are not going to galleries uh, on a monthly basis, right? They like to procure things online. So the art industry is ancient. It's still in its medieval times. But we believe that through a platform called Anvil, we can democratize this world. So we are actually now at Am in Amsterdam in one of the biggest fairs for photography. We're inaugurating uh, a drop Shit. with famous art photographers, but also help uh, talented artists and, and sort of have them piggyback along for the ride. I love that. Speaking of talented artists, I mean, you have a very talented artist. I was just with Dave in uh, in Seoul. Dave Krugman, how are you doing? First question. Good, man. Good. I'm actually uh, about to take off on my second connected flight to Marfa. <laughs> so very excited. I just I just walked past D's. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a lot of us are on this plane. Um, so sorry for those ambient noise here. You're um, <laughs> But, uh, Hold on. can you hear me? Yeah, we can. We just, we, we, uh, we we're getting the full, you know, rundown of how the security measures on the airplane right now. Uh, make sure you evacuate. So there's two doors on the, the I don't know what, what you're flying, Boeing or Embraer, but there's two doors on the sides. Uh, please follow the lights down the alleyway and please do not take your personal belongings with you. I think I know it by heart at this stage. <laughs> I think I know it by heart. You know what? I love that. You know, there's probably so many NFT MFers on this man's flight right now. I mean, this is this is like um, this is like um, it's uh, it's everyone's out there. This uh, this uh, this next three days. So excited to hear what happens and comes out of Marfa. Uh, seems like he bumped into these. And everyone's flying through El Paso, right? And then you have to drive for a few hours. No Loxy's on his way. He's probably driving right now from Austin, Texas. Woof, getting Marfa foam already. But let me go back to you, uh, Unveil, and, uh, and maybe talk about, like, you know, um, you know, obviously you just presented your platform to us and you mostly focus on photography. And I know for a fact that, you know, you focus on also the digital and physical aspect with the prints and whatnot. So I kind of wanted to know, like, you know, what's, what's like, what's, what's new, right? Like, what, what's new? What's exciting? Uh, you know, with the, you know, with, with, uh, with the proposition that you guys have for like the photography industry in general. Yeah, thanks. That's uh, I think um, so. There's there's two things. First of all, what we see is obviously uh, NFTs and blockchain technology. They they can deliver upon a promise for democratization, providing provenance for for artists and for collectors. But we think we shouldn't overshoot the whole NFT proposition and technology in itself. We always combine well. We combine it with a physical print. So. The physical print could send, can get sent to your doorstep anywhere across the world. And then if you wish and choose to, you can activate that artwork, see it like sort of a Trojan horse where people get onboarded onto the blockchain without them realizing that they're using it. And I think this is sort of the key to unlock the masses is have them use the technology, but make them um, incentivized to use it and, and but buy the product and that needs to be front and center. Okay, I love that. And I totally agree with that. And it looks like you've got a good uh, lineup. What, who else are you working with? I mean, you've got Dave. I don't know if it's public yet or whatnot, but I know you've got Dave, which is obviously love Dave's work. Yeah. But is there any other photographers that you've got uh, managed to, to, to bring onto that? Yeah, definitely. So we're working with world-class photographers. We are uh, obviously represented by Dave uh, and, and his team uh, who are supporting us. We have the director of Sotheby's who, uh, for photography in EMEA who's backing us. Um, and we work with really the established people in the fine art world. So if you go to unveilbareditions.com, uh, I think it's shared, you'll see some of the, the names that we work with for this drop. The idea is to do a drop every month and then have a different theme for each drop, mm -hmm. which is limited by time. Um, so some of the artists that we represent now are uh, one of them, uh, Boiska van der Mole. She is 
she, she actually published the, be the best photography book in the world, I think in 2016. So a very recognized name. I heard you guys talk about AI before. There's another guy who is uh, Thomas Alpdorf. He works and combines his photography stills with interpretations of AI. So he has in this uh, edition, he has like beautiful flowers that are reinterpreted by an AI tool which are then flowers then turned into the flower actually becomes sort of a tire. You can see those or actually white duct tape. Um, but everything is interpreted in a way which rec which represents the theme. Uh, and we ship across the world, uh, Farouk. So, um, yeah, that's, that's sort of what we do. This is really cool. I, I've bought a bunch of photography uh, in the past and like, you know, like drift and whatnot. Obviously, you have a few drop, drop, the drips, sorry, drips from day, but I also got the car one. Uh, you know, I love, I love my photography collection when it comes to NFT. So I like this. I mean, I'm going through the YouTube screen. If you're, if you're on YouTube, um, you know, I'm going through the website right now and you can see like all the really cool, like the branding is great. Obviously, like you've seen, like you have some big partners and, and I, I like that you just focus on a niche. Like I, I really think printed photography is dope. I, I think more people want to buy art that's tied to physical here. So I, I personally like to do that uh, myself uh, at all times. But anyways, uh, Ken, I wanted to ask you, like, how um, does the blockchain element work with Unveil, right? Because it's mostly focused on physical and like um, and trad art. So how how do you guys, you know, implement like Web three tech into everything you're doing? Yeah. So there's there's three products that we have, and it shouldn't be too like the whole proposition centers around the story of the artist. So how can we sort of capture what the artist does, make him tell his story through beautiful visuals, and, and sort of have a sort of that museum experience, but also have art be accessible. So we, we have art up, which is three products: the digi digital edition arts, which is NFTs, like everyone in the in the, this uh, spaces will probably know. Uh, represents digital work. We have limited edition works, which is uh, what you would see in a gallery. But then, as opposed to going to a gallery and procure it, you can go to our marketplace. So these are more limited, higher-end works, which are more scarce at a higher price point. And then we've got basically our main proposition, which are time-limited prints, which are ex at an accessible price point because we want to have a new generation of buyers uh, be able to, to buy a beautiful art they haven't done before. And the blockchain element sits in the fact that when you buy your artwork, you get a QR code attached on the work. You get your phone, you then scan the work, and then basically you can activate that work. You get collector privileges, etc. But you also Im make the provenance immutable. So the moment you buy it, you get a beautiful box sent to your doorstep, but that allows you to also then offer it back on our marketplace. So you can have a whole secondary sales market on our marketplace where, for instance, if an artist is at the beginning of their career, you buy it for, I don't know, $500, but then they shoot off and become famous. People can then actually buy some of the initial work that you bought because there's now a central repository, which we, we refer to as the blockchain for work, which is not, you cannot tamper with that. So that's how it works. I like that. I like to get started with Unveil. You guys have like a whole course on like how to create collections, mint an NFT, get started as an artist. Then for collectors, like what happens if I want to sell my print in the future? Who prints a print? I think, I think this is cool. Like I, I like these sort of platforms that sort of, you know, educate uh, the people. And so my last question for you today, uh, you know, it's very just like more, more direct. Like, you know, how can our listeners participate? Like if someone's interested in this right now, I see some photographers. I see a lot of artists that listen to us usually in the morning. Shout out to all the artists listening. Actually, there's a bunch of y'all. Uh, but how, do, how does, you know, how can listeners participate in unveil.art? Yeah, well, first off, shout out to, to everyone uh, listening to this. And uh, I'm, by the way, this is not a, a, a way to promote the platform. It's really about the artist. So mm -hmm. we're just a facilitator here and we want to support every artist to make a living selling their work. That's first and foremost. If you want to participate, you can support these artists that we represent. We actually have a very special uh, uh, coupon for Rug Radio listeners. Uh, so if you use Rug Photography 48, you actually get 48 uh, hours of discount for 10% 10, 10 discount on any of the, the total order value of the work that you buy. So you go to unveilbaraditions.com or just go to unveil.art and click on the first chapter. The first chapter is stillness. And then use the coupon at the end if you, if you find something beautiful. And we'll ship it to you. Oh, okay. So Rug Radio 48. 
rug, rug photo- let me just check this here. Rug photography, sorry. Uh, rug photography, yeah. Rug photography, 48, all capital letters. Rug photography, R-U-G-P-H-O-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. Woo! 4848 uh, for 10% discount, 40 hours on Veil.R. So check them out. Uh, good luck to Dave Krugman and Marfa. Titus, thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks for thanks for your time. Appreciate it. I appreciate thanks, you. Guys. Hell yeah. I love I love photography. I got a whole bunch of that. That's you know, when you when you think of NFTs that are gonna that are gonna probably do well in, in the future, I'm pretty confident about some of my photography collection. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but I, I, a whole lot of people have like all this fire gen art collection. I actually collected some cool photography over the last bowl. So, you know, like Drift, or like actually Dave stuff, things like that. I don't know. You know, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But anyways, boys, I think that wraps it for today's top five. One more tomorrow. One more tomorrow. Big Friday. Uh, I hope, you know, that Mando's right when he says that he believes we've um, touched our local bottoms. You know, I'm definitely positioned accordingly. Uh, and... <laughs> As usual, just a reminder, this show is powered by Kraken NFT. If you go to Kraken.com, no, rugby, sorry. Yeah, this way around. Kraken.com, K-R-A-K-E-N.com forward slash rug radio. You will be able uh, to check out what their platform is all about and what they're up to, which is actually really, really cool. So big shout out to the Kraken team. I'll be with them, I think, in Austin at the end of next month for the F1, which when they're debuting the... You know the the NFTs on the back of the on the rear wing contest, so should be a lot of fun. All right, boys. So, what are you guys playing for the rest of the day? We're vibing, crushing it. That's the only way to be. Mine was muted. Looking out the window, looking out the window, sadly. Beautiful day. Have a have pastiche for me, guys. I've been having so much Swiss chocolate. I need to stop, yo. The chocolate here is too good. I was telling Callie before the show. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. I don't usually eat this much chocolate, but dude, even the random ass chocolate you get at random corner store is so bomb. Like I, anyways. Yeah, I know, but you know, I don't have a gym here, so it's been it's been tough. I don't want to you know get get too crazy over here, especially before the rec show. You know, I gotta look. I gotta. You know, I gotta look good for that, right? <laughs> Anyways, Chocolate's boys. Good for you anyway. Pardon? Chocolate's good for you. Yeah, it makes you happy. Exactly, and if you're yeah. happy, you won't gain weight. Exactly. Right. So that, that that's that's say what it is. But anyways, anyways, that was a good one. So that wraps up another episode of Gen Web 3 on Rug Radio. We'll see you all tomorrow morning, 10 30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of Gen Web 3 on Rug Radio. <laughs> and let's go. <laughs>